bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They yeah. live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You can always tell people that are not from Chicago because they make Showtime original TV shows called The Shy. And don't nobody call The Shy that's from Chicago. Whatever. That's like calling Milwaukee The Mill or Brewtown. Like, what? (laughs) This is weird. I don't know. I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. Well, I am happy to report that the three children who were missing over the weekend since Friday were found. And they are safe. The Milwaukee police are reporting that they are safe. So. I guess they'll be looking at all the things that are going on with um, where they were found and who they were found with and what's going on with all those things. Number four. Well, if you went to it from the from a JSOnline.com, Tacos and Tequila Festival kind of had some complaints from festival goers. And the organizers responded. I mean, the much-anticipated Tacos and Tequila Festival last Saturday in Franklin turned from convivial to chaotic along as long lines and parking issues and limited supply of food and drink and consistent uh, rain complicated the event. The problems led to a frenzy of complaints on social media, Reddit, Facebook, X, resulting in the Social House Entertainment and Rock Ventures, ROC Ventures, the company that put on the event to issue a joint statement that said both our teams strive to curate unique experiences. And I'm going to stop reading at that because it's just the usual things that people say and how they're committed to doing this and that. And But the problem was you had a massive amount of people, you had traffic, and then it rained. 
So what'd you expect? Right? Like, I don't understand why people that went there were complaining that the crowds were too long. Now, the fact that you ran out of food or you had food issues, yeah, that's a, that's a bit much. Number three. Well, you may have heard um, people are arguing pro and con. As abortions resume at two Planned Parenthood locations, protesters are hitting the streets with signs that say Planned Parenthood, Planned Murder, the body inside your body is not your body. Am I not human? Were you not once here yourself? And so as Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin resumed offering abortions today at clinics in Milwaukee and Madison, protesters carried signs making sure their message was seen and heard. Milwaukee protesters, many of who were from missionaries to the preborn, were carrying images of aborted fetuses. And and I understand the issue between the two. There has to at some point there there has to be everybody coming to a common place where nobody's happy but everybody's content. But the fact that you show pictures is is a bit much to me. I can be as anti abortion anti abortion as I want to be. But showing pictures where children are there, and which is another issue. Why do you have your kids at a at a rally like that? But that's that's another issue. But I mean, yeah, that's a bit much. Like you're not shocking people. You're 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 like really making people mad. Let me rephrase that. You make me mad. I can't speak for other people. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Number two, American Family Feel. GLP says mm, they might do some things. So the contract runs out in 2030, right? I don't know why we built this big old field and then we only have a contract till 2030. What's that about? But there's a long and expensive list of repairs needed at AmFam Field. And on today, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and other members of the Republican legislature revealed their funding plan for the brewers. So the current lease ends 2030. But that lease says the governmental body that owns the stadium is to pay for capital improvements and repairs. Say Representative Robert Brooks, Republican of Saugville, said we currently do not have enough funds in those accounts to maintain our contractual obligation. It could be in default as soon as next year. Therefore, we need to do something sooner rather than later. Well, a Brewers Commission study found the total price tag for repairs was $428 million. Leaky roof. Splitting concrete, boilers, circuit breakers reaching their expected lifespan. Here's what I don't understand. You got concrete in a building. I got sidewalks in the city of Milwaukee that literally have been there for 60 years. They're not cracked. They're not running over. They're not broken. But it seems in the past 10, 15 years or so, People make concrete, and I'm watching the expressway that just got built on I-43, southbound and northbound, looking at the pavement with cracks in it. And I don't understand that. Are we making it so cheap that we have to we have to keep coming back to fix it, or are building companies making using cheap concrete? Like I don't know. But it's getting to the point where this is ridiculous. New buildings, uh, uh, stairs cracking, ceilings cracking, floors cracking. That's faulty workmanship. 
And somebody should be called out about it. There's no reason why we should have these things. $428 million splitting concrete? Now, I get the boilers and the circuit breakers are reaching their life expectancies, but they want to try to keep the brewers here till 2050. And so at a news conference inside American Family Field, Republican lawmakers announced that the proposal would keep the brewers in Milwaukee through 2050. Proposal calls for, and here's where it is. It's where the rubber hits the road. For the state to pay $400 million over the course of the lease, it's based on estimated income tax that Major League Baseball brings to the state, and Republicans say with their proposal, no taxes will be raised. Now, our annual investment from the state is tied directly to a portion of player personnel or both the home team and visiting team. If you don't play second base for the Brewers or the Cubs or the Yankees, your income is not going are not going to this deal. The deal also requires a $200 million plus contribution from Milwaukee City and County. That's the problem I have. So Robin Foss puts the city in a place where they can only get a 2% raise in, in taxes. Then you go through all this drama and we give up power and control to basically the police and fire department so they can do whatever the heck they want to do. All, all the all the the fire police commission do is hire and fire. And now you want to dump us with $200 million contribution? You must be out of your mind. That's ridiculous. Republicans also say the deal changes the stadium board makeup to focus more on people that have an interest in how to operate a stadium. Absolutely not. You're just trying to get your own people in there. And then they're talking about this venue will be a year-round facility that could be used for monster truck shows, concerts, whatever it may be, which generate additional tax revenue and also generate a uh, uh, I'm talking too fast. Generate additional bills, maintenance, because you're going to be tearing up the come on. So Republicans talk about they don't want to raise taxes, but they want to come in and take control of everything that you do. And they said with the new shared revenue formula, 1% of all sales at American Family Field will go to every community in the state. Absolutely not. You want us to give you, you want us to give you $200 million to fix something that's in our backyard, and then we we're, we're going to give part of our money away. Absolutely not. The legislature's been jacking the city and the county of Milwaukee on shared revenue for decades. Now you want us to give you money? They said the state of Wisconsin owns this facility. If the brewers leave, we will continue to own this facility and taxpayers are on the hook, whether we like it or not. So it is a better deal for the taxpayer, whether you ever come to a game or ever come to a concert at this venue. It is definitely better for the taxpayer to have revenue being generated here to keep the team and all the economic benefits while you still make the look. Man, get out of here. I just beat it. Didn't Michael Jackson make a song like that? Number one. Well, this one I'm a little miffed by, but I'm only miffed because I can't. Flex Ride Milwaukee, this is from CBS 58. Flex Ride Milwaukee announced the expansion of their services today. The expansion comes as the program is seeing rapid growth over the last several months. So here we are a year later, year and a half later, we provided 35,000 rides to Milwaukee residents to job sites in the suburbs. 
The announcement was made at um, Malika Early Learning Center in Milwaukee's Harambe neighborhood. So it's reducing the barrier and overcoming and eliminating barriers with transportation. And so because the bus lines are kind of hit or miss right now, um, the Milwaukee-based ride-sharing program, which is similar to Lyft or Uber, is now offering free rides to eligible working families. So um, Chantania Brown, who's president and CEO of Employee Milwaukee, said, we hear all the time from these families they need convenient access to affordable, quality child care, family-sustaining job, and oftentimes the job is not where they live. And so the program was started in spring of 2022 with um, workforce development, I'm sorry, Wisconsin Workforce Innovation Grant, along with additional federal funds from ARPA. And, um, you know, the clock is ticking on those funds, and so they're moving kind of fast to make sure they use it. But what they're actually doing is expanding it so that families who need it to get to work. So if you live in the city and you work in Oconomowoc, there may be a way for you to get to work. And now they've expanded it to include more people to more qualifying families so that they can get to jobs where they need to be. So I think that's a great thing. I think that's a phenomenal thing. I think um, when we can empower people and I don't mean empower as in here, now go do something with it, but empower them and teach them and walk them through the steps to get them to be self-sufficient. I think it's a great thing. And right now, I want to say thank you to Flex Ride Milwaukee because they're doing something totally, totally great. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in to the award winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday, 10 a.m., for another episode of Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me, Dr. Ken Harris, and Fred Johnson, Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. We will be discussing the, 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 the risk of insurance fraud and the steps you need to take to protect you and your family from becoming victims of fraud. I've been hearing time and time again. Matter of fact, there was a police sergeant who actually got a phone call from his um, from his from his son or from his brother's kid and it sounded just like him, but he asked all the right questions and they couldn't answer them, right? And they couldn't do this. And so it was pretty cool 
that he was able to record it and then use it to teach people about fraud. And when you get a phone call, how AI can be used to fake somebody's voice or say you won something and all you have to do is give us your information over the phone. And so you should be listening this Saturday, 10 a.m. Don't miss it. Diversity and Excellence Powered by Erie Insurance right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. And how people just cheat with insurance, right? Cars that end up at the bottom of lakes, but you say they got stolen. And oh. <laughs> That happened out in Oconomowoc or one of those where, matter of fact, it was a uh, copper from Milwaukee who said his car got stolen and then him and the missus got divorced. If, if I have the story right, if I remember it right, him and the missus got divorced and First thing she did is dimed him out and they checked and or or the storm that comes through and sucks up all the water out of the pond only to find, look, there's a car there. Hmm. I thought that car got stolen. <laughs> so, insurance fraud. We'll be talking about that and a whole lot more. So yeah. Interesting. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. So so where where was it? Where is it? Ah, there it is. So Avery said, I think the socio-political efficacy of the black church has been diminished by post-civil rights notions of black empowerment, entrepreneurialism, and individualism. So what does that mean? That we shouldn't work towards those things and empower ourselves and start our own businesses and be individuals where we take care of our own families? I don't know. Avery goes on to say, black folks today tend to be less involved in cooperative endeavors, whereas the black church of the past was filled with members who felt truly connected to each other. Well, here's the thing. I've gone to church for the last 40 43 years. I've never felt a cooperative endeavor in church. Being together is one thing, but I have to publicly say I am not a purveyor. I don't support collectives. The whole everybody has to get along. Everybody has to march and beat to one drum because that has not proven effective. When we come together for an issue and we stand as individuals, as a group, right? I think together it's great. But when we talk about cooperative endeavors, I want to get a better understanding of what you mean, Avery, because collectives, if I work harder, I want more. And we keep talking about fair share until it comes to collectives and groups, and then everybody should get everything. Oh, It'll be just, we'll just share, we'll share with everybody. No, I worked harder. I got more education. I have more um, work. I deserve to get paid more. That's just how life goes. And I don't think I should work and give it to somebody else just for the sake of they don't have it and I have it. What I'll do is give it to you and help you learn how to get your own. Then we can talk. But if you just want me to work or work collectively so that we all did the work, and what work are we talking about collectively? 
Black empowerment was what we were fighting for, the, the ability to be treated as an individual and not as a monolithic group, not in politics, not in entrepreneurship, not in empowerment, but individually, that I can decide to stay in the city, move out to the county or move to the next county if I want to. So when you talk about cooperative endeavors, what does that mean? Feeling connected and cooperative endeavors, I think, are two separate things for me. Because I can still be connected. I feel connected to my church. But cooperative endeavors, I don't do any cooperative endeavors with my church. And so he went on to say, or she, I don't know if Avery's male or female, um, there's been a severe downturn in black interdependence across the board, and that's helped to cause the church to appear absent. First of all, I don't think the church is responsible for interdependence, right? I have an issue with interdependence because interdependence should be within your family. And one of the issues we continue to scream about in the black community is the family, the breakdown of the family. Well, for all intent and purpose, white Europeans are the ones who actually said family is the most important thing. This part of this is the most important thing, and everybody should be like that. And if you're not like that, something's wrong with you. Well, okay, I get that. I happen to agree family is important. The issue I have is the fact that when I talk about a comment that Avery just made, um, one instance that the civil rights movement, as I mentioned, was fueled by the church, correct. But not everybody agreed with, with Dr. King. Not everybody agreed. You know, you had a few Booker T's and a few Du Bois in um, uh, social people in there, right? Sociologists. So... I wouldn't call that a cooperative effort. And maybe my understanding and definition of cooperative is skewed. I know it's biased already, so I, I, I just admit that up front. Whenever we've come together cooperatively, a significant amount of us lost and only a few of us won. Example? the Reverend Jesse Jackson. We had these issues with Coca-Cola. We had, or was it Pepsi? I think it was Pepsi. Had all these issues. I'm not going to say which one, because I don't remember. This issue with a, with a bottler and all this other stuff, and we complained and we marched and we boycotted and did all this stuff, and then we had to wait for Jesse Jackson to tell us, okay, everything's okay. I talked to him and everything's fine. So you come in like the black savior, you win everything, you calm people down, you get the black folks off the company's back for doing wrong. But his son got one of the bottling distributorships. Well, that's a problem. Of course, this is the same son that what? Became a politician and ended up going to jail for taking bribes. So when we say cooperative, eh, cooperative seems that only certain people win in those co-ops. People in charge win, people with, with, with certain powers win, but the average person doesn't. I'm into teaching the person how to fish so they can fish for a lifetime. If you want to get with somebody after you learn how to fish, if you want to get with a group 
to learn how to fish, that's fine. But eventually, you're going to have to do your own fishing. I'm just saying. But that's a good point. 833-212-1017 is the number. CR Notes said everyone that works hard are not necessarily educated. Vice versa. I never said that. Uh, educated people don't all work hard. It makes them disciplined to some extent. Mm, I agree and I disagree. Um, <clears throat> we we as a people, this is this is a pet peeve of mine. We as a people need to stop speaking in generalities. If you believe something, believe it. If every single person in the world disagrees with you, okay, but stand on it. We speak and everyone believes this, but well, it's true, but it's not true. Okay, which one do you believe? I don't care whether or not you're telling me whether it's true or not true. What do you believe? And now let's have a conversation about it. Educated people don't all work hard. Some do, some don't. Well, what is it? Which one? Either they do or they don't. We spend more time trying to not offend people than actually saying how we feel. Education gives you discipline so that you can win. The more disciplined you are, the more you win. It's been proven economically, physically, intellectually. People with education make more money, own more property. And you can, and I'm sure you can find, I guarantee you can find somebody without an education that's done all those things, exceeded and became millionaire, billionaire. That's true. But by and large, on average, education is the driver that disciplines you and helps you sit down and be able to work through and systematically and logically and intellectually pretty much do whatever you want to do. So everything has its limitations, right? And once you understand those limitations, you're okay. But working together, what is the recent, and I guess I should ask this, ask this question before we go to break. What's been the recent common cause that has brought black people together? I mean, we can say George Floyd, but I don't know if that brought black people together because some of the things that occurred, the riots, the protesting, the burning, protesting, yes, riots, absolutely not. And for people to sit here and lie and say that we didn't have riots was, was being quite disingenuous. We burned down some of our own neighborhoods. And so, yeah. But what has tied us together today? Outside of George Floyd, what has brought together the black community? And I dare say, one of the things that continues to do it today is the church. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 11 o'clock for the debut of Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness Show. Sherwin Hughes will be joined by representatives from CLAW to discuss their lunch and learn workshops, mental and emotional health, and the importance of having spiritual healing for your life. Again, that's the debut of Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness Show this Saturday, 11 a.m., right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Also, you know we are the home of Marquette University High School Football, and they got a bottle for the top spot, Greater Metro Conference. The Hilltoppers are going to take on Sussex Hamilton Chargers because those are the two teams that are sitting atop the Greater Metro Conference. Kickoff is at 7. Pre-game starts at 6.30 this Friday. High School Sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth is presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. And I actually sat and listened to the game last Friday <laughs> while I was out of town because, I mean, Hilltoppers are on it. They are on it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Al said another that brings black people together is death besides the church. Hmm. Mm, I don't want to go that deep, but okay. 833-212-1017 if you got anything on your mind about the topics that we've talked about today. Top five at five. And Sandra, you are on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm just fine. How about yourself? I am phenomenally well. Oh, good, good. Because it's almost six (laughs) o'clock. No, because I was traveling and I'm finally home. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't blame you. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be glad to get home (laughs) when I leave. Then you can get real more comfortable. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so I was listening to your topics that you were speaking of, and you were speaking about uh, former President Barack Obama mm-hmm. and uh, um, him and Reverend Wright. Well, um, he left the church. I didn't really – I know why he left, because he was getting a lot of bashing for going to Reverend Wright's church after he said something about chickens coming home to roost. Yep. And he had worked, I think he worked so hard on the ground um, trying to win that race. So, I mean, it would be kind of goofy if he, you know, just dropped himself because of what Reverend Wright said. Because, I mean, Trump said a lot of stuff. I mean, bad stuff. But we're not talking about Trump. We're not talking about Trump. No, 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 but I said he was not dropped. No, but we're not not talking about Trump. But he's not dropped. That, no, I'm well, just yeah, he is. yeah, he is. There are a lot of people that black man. Anyway, let's let's so keep it on. him being a black man uh-huh. and the first black president, that man worked hard to get up there. He was on the ground, and uh, uh, it didn't make any sense. I like what Reverend Wright said. He told the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. He said the whole truth and nothing but. And I said the same thing about these drug dealers over here selling all this stuff to these kids and stuff, and and pushing them women out there doing all that prostitute. Uh, they get theirs one day. They come back at them. All right. And uh, it, it do, because you're doing all this stuff, and you got people, kids hooked on all this stuff. Come on, you got them selling it. Not but you also, them, but you also have families that are responsible for family members who didn't do their job as well. 
There's a lot of stuff. No, I don't around. think a lot of times they be doing sneaky stuff, and parents don't know that the kids out there selling drugs. You know, I see these bicycles. Now they're going on bicycles and standing on bus stops, making it look like they're uh, on the bus stop selling it. You know, they just got all kinds of little things. And I don't think the parents know. If they do, maybe, and maybe they do some of the drugs. Who knows? But um, I was just, I just wanted to say that about Reverend Wright, and then we can do peaceful marches because. Reverend Sharpton just did a march, and he had it very peaceful. And uh, um, so if we get it together and you start knowing, you know, the people that's going to be in the march, then you won't have all these agitators jumping in the group because every time we march, you get all this agitation, and then everybody thinks we're bad people because windows get broke out, stuff gets set on fire. But it probably is not all the people in the marches who get agitators in there, and that makes black people look bad again. And we're marching for a reason. I mean, police shot our baby in the head. You know, our kids are dying. You know, I mean, I mean, and there ain't nothing being done but thoughts and prayers. That's so true. We fight. That's true. But are we fighting? And, and, you know, me being the contrarian and being on both sides, trying to be in the middle. Are we doing the same thing when we shoot each other and kill each other? That's, that don't count. It does. What? Because we say that. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Time out. Time out, Sandra. Time out, Sandra. So what you're saying. So what you're saying. No, no. We say the same thing. No, that's not. Who has permission to shoot us? Nobody. You said that. You said when we say we shoot each other, other people say we ain't got no respect for ourselves. So we don't care. We shoot you, too. But we don't know why people do that or say that. That if if that's what they say. And I'm sure someone has said that. I bet but it, you they do. Well, I don't. I we don't them. really know until we hear it. That's what I'm saying. I hear. Well, I hear. I hear him calling and saying that. Uh, oh, we don't have to worry about shooting them. Uh, they shoot themselves. Who said that? But yeah, they still get shot. Who said that? When you go to the grocery store and all that stuff. Mm, yep. There's no respect. That's what you say that. There's no respect. It's a court system for that. If we shot somebody, it's a court system that you have to go through. It's not that cut and dry. But if you're doing because of racism, that's another thing. But what I'm hearing is so, that you're I mean, saying it's okay when black people shoot black people. No, I'm saying we should stop saying that because that makes everybody think that we don't care about each other. And that's not all of us. we proving, say the same thing. Well, aren't we proving other, so that we don't, don't care. care about each other by killing each other? Like, really? White people do. They hear all this stuff. Who cares about so white people? Who cares? I don't care because, what they think look, or say. We need I'm, our areas cleaned up. We need our areas cleaned up. Go after your mayor. Go after your older man or woman. And make sure they do this. Go after your, your board. We need grocery stores back in here. Then you need, to, you need to start them. Start a business and start your own. Well, it's just going to take time, you know. Well, we've been listening. Stuff down Come on. We've been, we've been, we've been we hearing could've, that. For. We could have been a long ways ahead if they hadn't have been. They who? Uh, figuring out ways to keep you held back. In some instances, you're right. You got to remember. Hang on, hang on. In some we, instances, in some instances, you're right. But in many of those instances, we were our own worst enemy. I don't think so. And why I'll not? never think that. And why not? Because white people don't think they're their own words. I never hear them I, say who that. Who cares what white people think? 
Like, what is that, because Sandra? When I say we have that, to get that out of that. Against ourselves. We got to get out of this thing of how white people think about us. Nobody cares. We're turning against ourselves. I don't even hear Spanish people saying that. But, listen to, what, but listen to what you're saying. Black people are turning against black people, but we're not worried about what, what other black people think about us or how other black people are treating us. We care about what white people say and do. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, that don't mean that. That don't mean that. That means we got to come together somewhere. If, if not in the church, we got to come. Then that means, that means we have to hold people responsible. That means we have to hold people accountable. That means when bad things happen, people need to be held accountable so that we can make the neighborhood safe what and kids do? can go. Well, but that's not what's happening. We're getting shooting after shooting after homicide after homicide after no, robbery you know, after that's carjacking. A lack, that's a lack of, of what? A lack of, of what? protection. A lack of what? The lack of protection. That's all done on purpose. It's not. No one and, can and be, the police Eric, can't be, the police cannot be, no, Sandra, no, the police can't be, the police can't be on every corner in every house, stopping every instance of every fight. At well, some point, you say the same thing on the radio. I never hear them saying nothing like that. Say what? Say what? About the killing their area and all of they don't have them. in their area. When was the last time you had a shooting Why in a not? white community? Why not? Why not? I don't care. They got protection, right? No, they ain't got no got protection, protection out there. Come on, Sandra. Yes, what are you? Yes, okay, they so do. they got the police over there patrol. Mm-hmm. I was just out there in um, Five Point. Police hiding. So all you up think in we here. have shootings in the black community because the police don't don't protect black people? We don't have the right protection. Uh, I think so. What protection system, would that look like, system, Sandra? Our government know where the guns are what? coming. You know Does how to pull the city to make like. it bad. You're speaking you in generalities. Give me something horrible. specific about how how does that look? How does it look when when the government and the police keep black communities safe? How's that look? Because you gotta ride it out and people <laughs> you know, No, I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, I need something you know, that you do. You keep speaking are. in generalities. I don't care about that. They what know do where the, the police and government need to do to keep us across the board? I don't care. What do they need to do today? On September eighteenth, pass right gun laws. We already got the gun laws. They're already there. They're already there. We're already there. They said they got shot They're already there. And then when people get locked up, the first thing they talk about is mass incarceration, and black people are going to jail. Well, it is a mass incarceration. So then, figure out which one you want. That's all I'm saying. Look. I want it to be right. I want it equal. If you're going to it's have 50 gonna black equal. people in jail, put 50 it's not, white it's people gonna, in It ain't going to never be equal. I want it to be right. Sandra, you're old enough to know, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that in uh, as in my elder and a respected elder in the community. You sure. know it's not going to ever be right, and it going to never be equal. I know. So you need I to know. make your own. Well, I know. How you going to make your own when you got some on your breathing down your back? I ain't got nobody breathing down my back. Well, if you don't know that, you're going to the right place, you will. <laughs> Try to step into all-white territory I that do. they don't really want you there. I you do. never know. Oh, I've been there. Went to you school there. You never know there. when they're going to turn on you. Normal Illinois. Went to school there. First mm-hmm. night, Saturday, going to get something to eat. Red pickup truck, like right out of a movie. Four white guys on it. Holler off the back of pickup truck. Nigga, go home. And that's how I knew I was going to graduate from Illinois State University because they gave me Uh all of the anger I needed to make sure I passed every class and graduated. And that's exactly what I did. 
Well, I should find them and tell them There's a jealousy you. there. There's a big jealousy there when we get educated. So, hey. Well, but can you help it? Bad can you? We get educated. We do better. That's true. Get a good job. Do better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And everybody is not, not working. I worked for 37 and a half years over that because I started there you at 16. Go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody in this city is not bad. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Take care. She I she was feisty off. over the weekend. She had to get it all out. I had to pop <laughs> off. I didn't get to pop off Friday. <laughs> there you go. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, we got Dom. We got talking text line. We got your calls here. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. And when we come back, who knows? Might have to make it a pop-off Monday. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Dom, you are on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm good. That's good. That's good, doctor. Now, there are there are just a few points that I did want to touch on or actually just speak upon, uh, kind of like throw a younger person's mind frame out there. Um, when we're talking about black-on-black crime and everything like that, we also have to put into consideration that there are there were you know, black people before us and there are more black people to come, but there were black people before us. And there are the most of the the, the disgruntledness comes from people. You know, when you talk to people and and regular outings and things like that, you know, people 40 plus, they have a very negative um, insight or a light on, you know, young black African-Americans. And the reason I know this is because when they, when they find it out or when you point it out, and they say, oh, you are a little different, you know, different. And that, that can mean a lot of different things. Um, and our infrastructure as black people has been taken from us. When you can go back, back to what our leaders were and to who our leaders were. And if you don't know that, you probably should do some history. But they took all of that from us. They even went to different countries and took it from us. So we wouldn't know, you know, who those people were. Okay. Um, and it's been even recent. Um, it's been even recent within the last 10 to 15 years. They've taken people who are going to do certain things and change the different banking systems and make you know, certain things easier for, you know, the global black dollar or the global black, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to pose a question, you know, that I feel that people should really think about. It's really well, well, wait a minute. Let me let, let me let me ask you a question, Dom. Do I get to talk about all the stuff you just said that I that I disagree with some? Yeah, most definitely. OK. All right. So go ahead. What 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 exactly is your question? The question I want to pose is, you know, if we're so angry as a people at, you know, what's going on right now, um, why don't we or why can't we treat white people the way they were treating us in the 50s and 60s? Why can't we blatantly do those things? Why would our black businesses, why can't we have it that way? Or, you know, it's very rhetorical, but it is something to really think about because you, when you know how nasty and, and greedy America is, it also puts you into a perspective of, you know, 
other people can come here and make a life for themselves. You can make a life for yourself. Uh-huh. But is there a meaning to any of this when, when it comes to we're talking about African-Americans? Because are we really wanted anywhere? And if we're not wanted here, then, you know, there is a problem. And I was actually talking to someone about this well, the other well, day. On. I was like, hang on, because I'm running out of time. So I want to okay, I want to hurt. That's all right. That's all right. I, I appreciate it. And make sure you... um. You um, get get back to me because I'm interested in, in your thoughts about it. But I think one thing that that you may be forgetting, and I don't know how old you are, but I think one thing you may be forgetting is that all of black people don't feel the way about young people. Not all black people eschew young black people, right? You're needed, you're wanted. And one of the things that, I think is a big one is that many young I don't I don't want to generalize but many of the young black people I have dealt with some of them don't want to hear how to get around those things to make life easier and better. They want to learn everything right. on their own. That's great, but one of the reasons why we've failed so many times over and over is repeatedly doing the same thing wrong and setting ourselves back so that black men and women don't get their degrees until they're in their mid thirties when white people get them in their early twenties. So we're behind from the, and, and many times things that people did to us should not stop us from winning. We live in America too. There are a significant number of black people that are successful and middle-class in, in America. But if the only thing you keep hearing is that black people are struggling and black people are are, are, are getting put on by white people and they're taking everything from us. You should probably visit Maryland. They got some suburbs around D.C. that are all black where the median income is $10, 15000000 million a year. So I think how you see the world is, is, is a little different. And, and I think these types of conversations would help. But I'm a little tight on time. What I want you to do, Dom, is give me a call sometime this week earlier so that we can actually have the conversation because I'm interested in hearing what you think about that from an individual thing and not too general. Is that fair? Okay. Right. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. And, And those are the conversations we have to have and respect how people feel and what they think and what we're going to do about it. I love it. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. Thank you, Rhea. Um, I got like five seconds to get out of here, so I'm going to just get out of here. So if you're on the talking text line, you just might get a response from me because, you know, I'm just feeling that kind of way today. God bless. Take care. I'm out. <laughs>